0: hello and welcome back to the all new all different number one comics podcast we are on bonus episode here we're doing the new image comics uh creep show this is volume two number one but yeah uh anyways that's that's a side note how the hell are you nick
1: <laughs> i'm doing great have you have you been
0: very awesome uh we were just you know uh peek behind the curtain of course we were we were uh catching up for a second uh before we started recording here but i wanted to talk a little bit about the call because jesus christ i have to now like this isn't really you know the point of this podcast to to go back to like issue number 2 or talk about the series later but i i have to so uh <laughs> yeah man um the call number 2 like holy crap what did you think like was there anything you know super crazy surprising in there anyways i'll shut up and go please uh, uh,
1: yeah yeah the call number 2 uh <laughs> when you told me, Hey, have you read it yet? And I was like, Oh mm-hmm. man, I forgot that it, it had come out this week." And I checked it out. I read it at night, which is probably the, the best mm-hmm. time to read something like this. Cause it's mm-hmm. very like mysterious and fantastical. And it made me have really weird dreams that night. <laughs> yeah. I can <laughs> imagine so. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was everything that I was hoping that it would kind of go into, except I was kind of, I'm still like, not sure what, is like happening, which is kind of, kind of good. Cause like it makes me want more, but I'm still a little bit confused as to like, like, what is this going to be? Like a horror thing? Is it going to mm-hmm. be, is it just about these five people and the way that they interact with each other in this crazy land? But I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it for sure.
0: Yeah. I'd love to like start throwing some theories out there because what could this be? You know, like, are we supposed to take it at face value or did they really drop into this cave and then drop into this i don't know alternate world or or worlds or whatever and then i like how uh you know the one character was throwing out out there that that they think that you know maybe each one of these you know big rocks or whatever could be a different world and yeah and then we've got we've got the creatures because holy crap the creatures are so cool and and weird and uh it's like it's giving me like dr seuss vibes or something but at the same time it's like not you, you know it's creepier than that but um but yeah, it's just it there was so much in here and it moved along so like it was just dense, but it moved, which was cool. So we were in this world, you know, kind of in this one place, but um but yeah, it really moved the story along. I like I mean there was some wacky shit in there too, like the the two characters, you know, the the male and female characters just like all right, we're just gonna have sex here right now. Take off your clothes. Um, that was that was pretty nutty, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I was really like thrown off by that. I was, yeah, I, I wasn't it expecting seemed it <laughs> almost like one of them wasn't who they were, like,
0: yeah, like maybe, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> was
1: that someone who, like, was that actually that girl, or was that girl like uh, a replica, or was it like? They're in their own heads thinking that yeah. this stuff's going on, but it's really not happening. Maybe they mm-hmm. all got, got into the cave and like the cave, I don't know, like fell apart or something and they all died. <laughs> and now they're in like limbo or something. Cause yeah, exactly. <laughs> that part made me think that it made me think, are we actually in this realm? Cause that didn't, that seemed off. That seemed like that should not have happened at all.
0: Yeah. I kind of, I mean, look, I was taking it for, for, you know, what it was there, but yeah, I, I like that theory. Like what, what if, you know, uh they're I don't know, she's some somebody else, you know, has inhabited her body or or mm-hmm. um or they're in another, you know. I, I guess they already are in another realm, but you know what I mean, like uh yeah, something different has happened there. Yeah, that's that's really cool to think about too. Uh something like that. But but yeah, just a really, really interesting story it really moves along great and then ends on that crazy cliffhanger again and I mean, dude, I can't say enough about the art in that book. It's, it's so insane to me that that dude has been a, a cover artist for as long as he has and never dipped into like actually illustrating a comic book. Um, I, I assume it must be like a painstaking process for him to create each one of those panels. Like it is probably <laughs> really intense. I, yeah, I would love to be able to have him on, you know, I did reach out to him, but I, I think that he said, you know, um, English was the second language and it would be a little hard to, to work that out. But, uh, yeah i would just god i would love to see that process even if he's doing like a you know like a youtube video on it or something because man
1: (laughs) yeah i remember uh yeah if you if the people listening haven't checked it out check out his uh his youtube process on this book he he did they put up the first um uh when the first issue was coming out before the Mm -hmm. issue came out they did the first uh processes of how he made the characters and stuff like that so if you want an insight into that go check that out but this looks like real this looks really real like it looks like it's so photorealistic especially Mm -hmm. that last panel where the person uh the girl with the blue hair has her hand up to the sun Mm -hmm. and it's uh and it's a perfect like you it looks like my hand right now in front of my face with like the the shadow i was like i don't even know how you do something like that yeah exactly like how does that
0: even happen you know i don't uh, know yeah just some intense intense art there and and really cool creative storytelling i like it a lot i was i think when i first cracked open the second issue i almost got kind of scared because i have you seen that uh disney movie that came out i think last year or something strange worlds are you familiar with that one
1: i know what you're talking about i never saw it though
0: okay yeah i watched it, it went like straight to disney plus or whatever it skipped like theatrical i think and like it was review bombed pretty hard but um uh, you know it's 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 20 whatever 2020 20 something now so uh you know unfortunately that's gonna happen especially with all the people that you know dislike disney for whatever reason they dislike them now but uh but it it wasn't a bad movie at all it was it, it was fine it helped my attention it was a cool disney movie but um but but certain parts of it i was like oh are they kind of like telling that story but like you know from a different angle like a more adult angle or whatever but like you know now that we kind of get you know to that middle part of the book and then beyond i'm like okay this is something completely different so uh so really cool. But yeah, I, I love that. Um and, and I think we should keep those theories, you know, coming as the book comes out and everything. Like, is, is it a is it a lost scenario? Are they dead? Are they uh are they <laughs> yeah. in a purgatory or something? Or <laughs> yeah. um
1: I would really yeah. like to see what happens with the um the other rocks that are just like the rock that is in their town to see if it leads to other places another theory mm-hmm. that they had was is it just going to take us back in time in the same place yep mm-hmm. is it going to be like this one's like 1845 and we can go to that time or can we go to the future and see what mm-hmm. that's like uh but that uh i'm just staring at the last panel right now on my screen and <laughs> yeah. i'm just like what the heck is going on because that yeah, it's like yeah. almost like legend of zelda with the fairies mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. uh, this creature that looks like it like swims maybe it has like fins and yep. stuff. So it's very interesting
0: yeah really really cool looking really cool book and 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 again you know we're we're only sitting here talking about it because it just at least for me left a huge impact on me um it's something that you know when i picked up my books wednesday it was the first thing i i cracked open because i i had to know what was going to happen and and now i'm, I'm going to do the same thing next month so i can't wait for this to come out uh really cool and and you had mentioned you subscribe to the substack so so you have digital access to that and everything i strongly strongly advocate that uh you know everybody out there listening go to that substack subscribe so that way you know they can get that direct uh financial uh, i don't know <laughs> um, Thompson, benefit or whatever yes L.
1: Thompson substack 1979semifinalists.substack.com go go subscribe to it right now
0: yeah like for real good subscribe to that five bucks um, five
1: bucks a month and you get a comic at least mm-hmm. one comic so you might as well just you know pay for it on the thing and then you know you're paying for the five dollar comic and you get yeah, it exactly. direct on your screen and you could save it to your computer
0: mm-hmm. yeah, it's great super super worth it and I, I you know i i subscribed also so um i'm picking up the floppies and the digital you know i'm, I'm still I, I have to have it in my hands too because it's that good but uh but yeah, either way, just wanted to throw that out there and talk about it a little bit because god it's so interesting. But um but yeah, we can get into uh today's book because it's you know, also a, a very fun book and lots of stuff to talk about here, but like I said, we're doing um the Image Comics Creep Show number 1 and this is the second volume of Creep Show for for you guys out there listening who were like wait a second, there was a uh, Creep Show number 1 that came out, I don't know, like a year ago or whatever it seems like maybe that's what they're going to be doing with creep show here maybe every year or so, uh, you know, doing another volume, which is cool. Uh, really works out. We all know in comics, uh, it really pays dividends to have a, a new number one. So, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Always helps with the, uh, you know, sales of that first issue and everything, even if it is another volume or, or whatever, or they, a reboot. So this is, you know, the traditional creep show format, which I wanted to ask you also, like, how familiar are you with like you know these types of like horror comics were you like a big reader of uh creep show or like a big fan of like tales from the crypt or or, you know that kind of stuff
1: tales from the crypt when i was younger was my Uh go-to i Mm -hmm. love tales from the crypt that creepy dude in the beginning i i didn't even find him creepy i just thought he was (laughs) the coolest guy ever i'm a big so funny right (laughs) yeah i'm a big horror fan so Uh when i was a kid that might have like sparked my love For horror in a way i was always scared of horror movies when i was little but that show was very like um digestible as a kid so Mm -hmm. when but with creep show i'm gonna be honest i've never read creep show
0: okay gotcha yeah um i i really like horror anthology type of things too like i'm I'm really big into horror as well uh i love horror movies love horror comics all that stuff horror um books whatever it is uh actually um Creep show is 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 a lot of fun. Um it's it's got the same kind of vibe to me as as Tales from the Crypt. You have like, I think this dude is just called the creep, like the narrator guy. Um, and you know, Tales from the Crypt, you you have the Crypt Keeper and and all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh But yeah, um I horror anthology is definitely, you know, my kind of thing. I love when you can just kind of get in, tell that one and done. It's creepy, it's weird, it's got, you know, whatever stakes it has to it. It brings me back to like my huge fandom for twilight zone you know and that's more of you know sci-fi anthology whatever it's got a, some horror elements into it, especially for the time or whatever but uh but those anthologies like i always feel like there's so much poured into them um I mean, there's so much thought that goes into the writing and everything and it's like it's just this nice like tight little thing um and, and it doesn't expand any further than that you're not like usually creating a whole series out of it or anything, but. Uh, but yeah another one of my favorite things of all time is planet of the apes which which kind of started as a, a twilight zone you know that expanded beyond that and then became you know whole franchise it's been rebooted a few times and then a whatever else and uh animated television show a television show a comic books everything else but um but yeah i i love this kind of stuff so this one has two stories in it mm-hmm. the first one's called make your choice mm-hmm. which title holds up. Um, yeah. And and that one's uh, written by Garth Ennis with art by Becky Clunan. And then the next one is Fossil Record, which has uh, the script and penciling done by Phil Hester and the inks done by Eric Gapster. Uh So the interesting thing about the creative teams on this book, for me at least, was how you have like Becky Clunan writes I am more familiar with her writing than art. Like I I know she I know she's an artist as well, but she's a big writer like, you know, over at DC Gotham Academy, Batgirls, things like that. Uh she she's done a lot of stuff over there, Wonder Woman, um and same thing with with Phil Hester. Uh he's he's done like a lot of art. He's a big artist. Um and I know he inked here or, or sorry, penciled his portion of the book, but it just seems like they kind of mixed up the creative teams a little bit here which is cool i i really like their takes and everything but uh interesting to team up garth ennis and becky cloon and i think that that's such a cool pairing and something so weird uh that they did i i got to imagine that it has to be like interesting for becky cloon to be taking like kind of those art notes or whatever from garth ennis or or if you just laid out a basic script and she was like i already know what i'm doing dude you don't got to <laughs> tell me anything um Really cool. I, I I really like Becky Clunan's art a lot. Like I said on on uh, Batgirls, she does some really cool stuff on that. Um, and and she's a cool artist. But typically she's she's writing now. Wonder Woman is like you know she did such a long run on Wonder Woman. Um, that that was really good and and all of that. So just thought I'd point out those creative teams. And of course there's colorist and letters and everything. But I'm not going to get into all of their names right here right now. But um. Yeah this first story make your choice actually let, let me go back to the format here I should be reading the solicit uh I'm going to read that solicit really quick uh from from Image's site This is and and I love the way that this starts also because it says the smash hit horror anthology based on the hit shudder tv series is back and creepier than ever so what? they're saying <laughs> this is oh based-
1: cuz it's on shudder that's why Yeah yeah uh huh okay. uh huh
0: and I don't know. Have you seen any of that stuff?
1: No, I haven't. Dude, Is I it? Watch, are or... they talk, talk about new,
0: creature yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh no, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. no, I've sure. never. Uh-uh.
0: Not yeah. Some somehow something there was like one or two episodes on something else, like streaming somewhere. Um, that was like you know maybe for promotional purposes or something because I don't have Shutter, but uh, one was like an animated thing where it was kind of like Castaway, like this dude ended up on this island. And the animation was real weird, but anyways, the point of the story was he you know, was starving and he was on this island by himself and he began to like eat himself. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was, it was so creepy and weird. And then the animation was so juxtaposed against it. It was very odd, but um, yeah, check that out. Think something like that. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll have to find the title of that one and tell you where you can stream it and send it to you. But yeah, it was really interesting. But um, anyways, back to the solicit here. In the debut issue, Master of the Macabre, Garth Ennis and superstar creator Becky Cloonan team up for the very first time to deliver a disturbing tale of the unborn. Then, freaky Phil Hester tells the story of a grieving son who bends the laws of nature to see his mother one last time. This can't wait till the end. Uh, and, and yeah, that's that's their solicit i i almost don't want to go into this i i've got what i wrote up like my synopsis for the book um and it's really really long so
1: let's just talk I, about it let's just get yeah into yeah
0: it. it's it's like it's i want to talk like, about this first one yeah it, it was so long i don't i don't even want to go into it but yeah let's let's talk about this thing dude this is uh this is nuts
1: <laughs> <laughs> i loved it so much i love <laughs> yeah, this work. we are four for four now on number yeah. one because oh, but when far. we saw when we saw garth ennis i was like oh yeah. We're doing yeah. Garth Ennis because I have—I don't know if you could see behind me. I have all of this, <laughs> the complete collections of Punisher, mm-hmm. and I've just been reading those forever because uh, it's so long. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the but it's Garth Ennis so Punisher stuff. Yeah, good. It's so good, and this is so whatever Garth Ennis. Like throws at me i want it i just yeah. want to like digest all of the disgusting things that he has to put onto onto pages you know <laughs> and, just, and he does it. yeah <laughs> he's so gross like he i love it
0: back. yeah
1: i don't yeah. know why i love it so much but he's just okay let's talk about the first thing that happens in the first story the first oh, story is God, make your yeah. choice right and it's uh-huh, uh-huh. it's uh you see this guy and he's on the toilet and he's just yeah. like <laughs> He's just like, ah, he's screaming. And you're like, oh, man, this guy's having a really tough time. This is very Garth Ennis. And then he gets done. And in the toilet bowl, there is just a disgusting fetus just saying, feed me, clothe me, (laughs) raise me. And he just keeps saying it over and over and over. Feed me, clothe me, raise me. And Uh you're just like, what the heck is going on? And it's so good.
0: Yeah. I love it so much. This is cool. And throughout the, the story, that's that's, you know, what he's up against. The character's name is Wesley. And and he continuously is is having <laughs> these babies, you know, uh, coming out. And uh, and, you know, of course, basically they are, you know, uh, aborted fetuses, whatever whatever they are. Um, and, and some are like, you know, very otherworldly looking they're really deranged looking and all of that but yeah they're all they all have this constant dialogue feed me raise me clothe me whatever and and obviously he's ignoring that you know (laughs) that that goes throughout the story uh he just wants them gone um which which Mm kind of plays into what happens towards the end there but um yeah it's it's really interesting because Wesley seeing them and they're, they're popping up, you know, in church, uh, he's sitting there reading the Bible and he opens one of the pages and there's the the baby sitting there and, and they're, you know, all around. And he's, he's kind of telling his wife, Carol Ann, uh, you know, what's going on, and, but no one else is seeing them. It's just him. Yeah. Which, you know, is, is, is again, like, you know, probably some kind of metaphor for something, but uh, yeah. To the point where, you know towards the tail end of this there's like hundreds of them um mm-hmm. all all kind of i don't know spilling out from a closet or another room or something and they're all they're all yelling this uh feed me clothe me raise me uh blah 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 um and and yeah it comes to a a, a pinnacle there <laughs> and yeah. and we should probably unpack that a little bit but but
1: well unpack the fact that okay, he's in church, right? So this is yep. it gets more political and it gets more religious. Yeah, uh, so Garth yeah, Ennis yeah. definitely has a message here. It's not just like random uh babies for no reason. It's yep. uh it's a it's a metaphor for uh women's right to choose for abortion. And this guy yes. is um obviously against that. He's going mm-hmm. he's very con- it's he seems very heavily conservative and he's yes. like he's donated to the causes of you know, uh, pro life instead of pro choice. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he's very like, uh, outspoken about it to his wife when his wife is like, what the hell is going on with you? And, uh, it gets to the point of what you said was these thousands of babe, like fetuses like you don't, they're saying you donated, you protested, uh, you didn't, we didn't mean any harm. You won't feed us. You won't clothe (laughs) us. So it's like, he has all of these uh, things that are like being thrown at him because he is pro-life and not pro-choice. It's like, well, if you really are pro-life, why aren't you helping the kids who like, I don't know who, are maybe like in, um, foster care or whatever, like, well, if you care so much about pro-life, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you protesting against this? Mm-hmm. So, and then it kind of like, uh, unpacks into, you don't really give a shit. Like, you don't. you just are conservative and religious and you don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what it's about. Uh, but then something else happens that we are like, Whoa, like, <laughs> yeah. And then it, it
0: takes another turn there.
1: <laughs> yep. Turns, turns it on its head again. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This isn't just because of his belief system. It's about what he did. Yep. And do you want to go into that?
0: Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Let's unpack that for sure. It um, took me
1: a while to figure it out, but I was like, Oh, Oh, I was yeah. like, Oh, Oh, yeah, mom definitely. gets really upset.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it, it took a minute to get there, but yeah, it, it seems like, first of all, he, uh, you know, basically it, you know, is implied that he he paid some people to, you know, destroy a clinic or burn it down or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so there comes your bulk of, of, you know, babies, I guess, or, or why they're possibly there. And then we get into Jessica, uh, you know, he just says the name Jessica. And it, again, it, it took me a second too, cause I was like, well, wait a second. His wife's name is Carol Ann. Who's Jessica. Who's he talking about? Um, and then, yeah, to really unpack it here and, and you know, maybe trigger warning, I guess that, you know, we should probably do a trigger warning for uh, rape, incest, uh, all of that stuff, because, you know, that's kind of what it comes down to here. But um, that's what yeah. happens
1: when you say Garth Ennis's name, though. It's a sure, trigger warning. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Automatically, you should realize that he's going to put some stuff like that in. Here. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. He's he's not going to hold back, which, uh, you know, compelling story. So I'm, I'm absolutely fine with it. But um, yeah. but yeah, uh, you know, trigger warning aside. um you know, he mentions the name Jessica and, and then, you know, his wife perks up, <laughs> you know, she's like, what's, what's going on with Jessica. And, and, and then as it unfolds, you know, he kind of explains to his wife, well, you know, a demon got in her and, and seduced me and I couldn't stop myself, you know, type of thing. And, and she got pregnant and I had to, and, and, and then we get the story, you know, she's like, well, you said she was raped by the, I forget what it was—the football team or whatever. Um, yeah, you know. And of course, that turns out to be false. It turns out to be him instead. And uh, and yeah, I I'm gonna let you uh, talk about how this one wraps.
1: <laughs> oh, you're leaving me. I <laughs> yeah. threw it to you to do. Yeah. that. Oh oh. oh I, no, right I could do it. You? I could okay, do okay. it. Okay Yeah yeah. It. So obviously <laughs> he um, he could he confesses to mm-hmm. his sins. Uh, the wife is like, I knew it for the longest yep. time, and it's final. It's about time that you paid. For your sins, she grabs an AR. She grabs a she grabs an assault (laughs) rifle, and she says something to the uh, the effect of, uh, "Um, like you made her, you killed her, basically because you had some people." Working on her to abort the baby or yep. something, right? It, was that what it was? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because he didn't want to take her to like a clinic or anything because right. people would have recognized them. Yeah. So he did like a you know a back alley uh, abortion or whatever. A back alley abortion. So mm-hmm. she grabs yep. the
1: AR. He tells her, "What are you doing?" And then all we hear is like gunshots. And then yep. what we're left with is the is the <laughs> uh, the creep yeah. or whatever. But he's a little fetus, and he's saying mm-hmm. like. Uh, looks like Carol Ann performed a little procedure of her own. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. It's yeah. like all these, like, really intense, mature subjects. And then at the end, you get this little creepy little baby thing going. Ha, ha, ha. Like, he's, like, smiling and laughing uh-huh. about it. And it's like, Jesus Christ, Garth Ennis, What the heck? Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and it, I can't believe you could just do stuff like this. It's I love brutal. that
0: last panel. Yeah, it's it's almost like, you know, that baby's that fetus is back in a womb and it's surrounded by these bullet shells and yeah it's it's you know narrating the the end of the story there and everything so so yeah you're right that happens and then that's the end of that story and that one wraps up and and just to you know I, we we talked about it throughout you know we talked about garth ennis and, and becky clunan and everything but you know w- what did you think about these two teaming up together and the, the look of this and then the tone and everything. I know you're a Garth and his fan, so Perfect. I couldn't <laughs> yeah.
1: have I couldn't have thought of like a better team up on it. Well I I probably could, but mm-hmm. in all honesty, when you see the art style and then you yeah when you see what's actually going on, it's it works perfectly. Like everything's so grotesque and yeah like it's it's very like uh uh detailed in the way that the like we, we see like wrinkles and like mm-hmm. the, the the graphic art style of like you know Heavy shading, lighting, yeah, very heavy stuff shading. like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, and like the colors are perfect, and mm-hmm. I just everything about the art style and the writing, it just works for me.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's it's they work really well together, and uh, you know we are we we both kind of already knew what we we're getting with Garth Garth Ennis and been on a creep show book, so so that's to be expected. But yeah, uh, this was really heavy material, and I think that it was told really really well. I think the message came across uh, really well. Uh I I you know all all bias and political sides, you know, uh, aside just the story itself. Um I really really liked it and I thought that it was really cool uh and, and I want to just, you know, kind of showcase uh, Becky Cloonan's art in this because it it is like it's, it's a little grotesque. It's it, I, I love what she does, like with the fetuses and everything. She she really kind of details those out and, and really tells I feel like, you know, tells like a good personal story here through this art and through Garth Ennis' storytelling. So, yeah, definitely a win for me, too. This one was really, really cool. Uh, I, I liked it a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, are we technically four for four, or are we going to be five for five? Is this technically two comics, or is it one comic? Yeah. Like, what if I we mean, don't like the next comic? Does that mean I, that we're like? I know.
0: Yeah, we don't like the next story half, in this book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and I don't know. Maybe I, I guess we'll we'll leave that till the end, and and we'll discuss that because let's get into Fossil Record. <laughs> okay. uh, that that's what this one's called, Fossil Record. Again, uh, it's it's written in penciled by Phil Hester, inked by Eric Gapster, uh, colored by Mike Spicer and, and lettered by Pat, someone, I can't say their last name. So uh, that's that's mm-hmm. usually why I don't go the full list of creators because I'm so bad at saying names that uh, there's at least one or two in there that I can't even come close. But but yeah, anyways, Fossil Record, this one's very interesting. It's very, like this one's reminding me a lot of, of those old like tales from the crypt type of stories. Mm, um, yeah. I, I get that kind of vibe from it more so than the first one. Right. Yeah. Definitely.
1: I totally yeah. agree.
0: Um, but it it is cool. Uh, I do like it. I'm I'm not saying you know anything bad about it. Uh, this one is just very different. It takes us on like this more kind of drawn out adventure, um, and it starts with with a character who's at his mother's funeral. So, you know, you kind of already set the tone there. He's at his mom's funeral and he was really close to his mom and he's got some different ideas than some of the people at the funeral and everything and and he, he falls into our open grave. So, that's how this story opens up. So, that's pretty intense there itself. And then we kind of get into the lore of what's going on. And I'm not going to be able to recollect like every little thing here because it is a little deeper than than I remember, but um I do know he's he's like a paleontologist and also like a professor and he's he's working on a theory or or sorry he's he's working what what, I can't think of the terminology here but whenever you're you're working on proof of someone else's theory whatever that's called I can't remember but um,
1: yeah that's pretty much what it is he's just working on like uh, proving this guy old guy Dr. Heinrich's theory uh yeah
0: yeah yeah and uh, so so he's been working on that for a while and and that's causing his his work at the school and everything to suffer, the university or whatever to suffer. The students are saying he's not really present and, and blah blah blah. And uh, right.
1: he's obsessed with proving this theory basically. Yeah, yeah. He even, he even gets to it like w- when you're at your mom's funeral and you're talking about this theory yeah. and you're and everyone's like, dude, shut up. You're at your yep. mom's funeral about and then like he falls in and he which makes him look like a klutz and kind of yeah. clumsy, <laughs> which he is, right? It kind mm-hmm. of sets the for that. Yeah, um, yeah, he's obsessed with this theory.
0: Yeah, yeah, very this is this is his whole life. This is what is you know, uh point of his life is at this point. But but yeah, kind of what that theory is is let, let me try to say the correct uh, scientific name of these things. Um uh tr- trilobites, trilobites, I, I don't know. Something like sounds that. sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. not going to try sure. it. You do it. Yeah, whatever they are, uh we'll, we'll say trilobytes. Um yeah, they're Everybody knows what they are. They, they kind of look like those, I don't know, like horseshoe crab type of things, whatever those things are, those prehistoric things. But um, yeah, the theory is that uh, they all have these like wounds and they were undetectable for a long time, but, um, but they're, they're able to detect them now. And they are these uh, appendages that, that basically they use to, I don't know, suck the nutrients out of something and then and then they disintegrate over time or, or whatever. So, so people can't see them. So, so, uh, so that's why they, you know, possibly went extinct or whatever. And, and now they're, they're finding the reason why. Um, And, and he wants to, you know, immediately after this, you know, which seemingly I'm, I'm guessing in the story, this is like immediately after his mother's funeral, it doesn't look like any time really passes. Uh, it looks like he's wearing the same clothes and everything uh, to me. So,
1: right. Yeah, uh, I agree.
0: He, yeah, he's he's uh he's going to, to find this professor and he's like, hey, uh I have proof of your theory here and I want to talk about it and everything. And I don't know if, if you want to talk about it, uh, you know, kind of where he finds them and, and how he finds that that other older professor.
1: Okay, so he so this is the way that you're talking about this right now is exactly how yeah. I felt about it while I was reading it. I was like, yeah, There's yeah. so much dialogue. It's <laughs> the opposite of the last one, because the mm-hmm. last one is very short panels.
0: Yep.
1: Three, four panels, five panels max per page. Yeah. Uh, and this one is like five panels in like half of a page. It's like really yeah. a lot going on.
0: Yeah. I think definitely.
1: the pacing of this uh, is probably off because of how short it had to be for having two comics in one issue. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I agree. think that was probably. Not done the best because mm-hmm. the pacing is it's really fast and there's a lot going on, and they want to tell this story, but within only those few pages, it's really hard because you don't get a sense of time, like you mm-hmm. said, you don't get a sense of like where we're at, really. Yeah, even uh-huh. like, yeah, we're at a school, but are we at a school because it says like beset hall of geology, mm-hmm. and then like he's in some like rundown place. So, is that like I was so kind of confused because of the pacing, I just wish like. It would have been less, kind of, with the panels and let like just give me like one big panel showing me where we're at or something like that. That Um, would have been nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind. I was honestly kind of confused, uh, reading it. it. I was like, I don't even know where he's at right now. Kind of. He's Mm -hmm. definitely in like some type of museum of geology because there's this hanging trilobite type thing that he had a model of, Um, but he goes down. Uh, it down this ladder, which is just there, I guess, which is another thing I had a problem with. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. is there just some <laughs> open hole and the Dr. Heinrich guy's just down there and yep. everyone's just leaving him alone to like work on this stuff? I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird, but he's in this tunnel. He's got a pickaxe. He's obviously trying to dig to find these things and mm-hmm. um, prove his theory, which the guy had already said that he was proving the theory. Yep. Uh, he finds him. He... He kind of gets all crazy on him, on the on the guy, on our main character, and the guy's like, "Don't touch me," which he says a lot. He's like, yep. "Don't touch me, don't touch me," and this Heinrich guy's like trying to touch him, and an accident happens. A pickaxe falls, it hits uh, Heinrich. He thinks he kills him, mm-hmm. but it doesn't kill him. And Heinrich is um, he gets attached to one of these like uh, it's like there's like tendril like kind of like thinging things. <laughs> i don't even know how to describe it it's kind of weird and they take him over kind of
0: yeah it's almost like they're at at least in that scene it's almost like they're they're coming out of the ground like roots or something and they they have a hold of him but um at first and then they they kind of take over into his body uh and being the the time of uh that we're in with stuff like the last of us and all of that like i was i was starting to get some kind of vibes of that you know you kind of have like almost these reanimated, you know, by something, some outside force, you know, zombie type of creatures. Uh, And, and that's pretty much what I chalked it up to. Like it's something similar to that, but, uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're a little more, they, they take over and then it's, it's like the, it's it's very similar to what the bites were were doing back then. Um, You know, they kind of have these, I forget exactly what they're called, but the, you know, this appendage that comes out and then, and then feeds off of, off of the living. Um, so, so that's what that professor starts to do and, or, or seemingly starts to do. And and then uh, August takes that pickaxe and it's just smashes it through the side of the dude's head. And, and that panel is, is pretty intense. Um, you know, there's, blood and, and visceral and everything coming out the side of the skull and his eye is popping out and it's it's pretty intense and then august just uh from there kind of seems like he's going insane <laughs> i mean some insane things yeah. are happening to him of course but uh he seems you know uh like invigorated by it like he's he's got this smile and he's like you know, kind of. Are, I knew I was right. Like I knew my theory was correct, or I knew I had proof, or, or whatever. Um, and and then he and then he goes to take off. And what his his purpose is now? Like his whole mission is. He doesn't want his mother to be used uh, as as one of these things. So he knows his mom's just been freshly put into the ground, and he thinks that she's going to be reanimated as one of these zombies to to do this. And and he wants to get to that graveyard and make sure that that doesn't happen. And here's another part where I got very confused, and I don't know if you did as well. I thought that he was driving around with his mother's corpse for, for a little bit until I went back and like really looked at it. And I was like, okay, that's the lady that he was talking to at first. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. To yeah, go yeah. down and see the professor. Because I was like, then I flipped to the end of the book and I was like, well, now he's going to his mom's grave. So why is he doing that if she's in the car? And then I was like, okay, never mind. I get it now. But right. uh yeah, I, I thought it was his mom. And 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 I agree with you. It's not that it's like. It's not that it needs a bunch of exposition because it's a it's a packed story and a small amount of, of pages and, and, and everything. But it could have been like a little better realized. The story could have been told in a different way to where we could have understood things a little better. Um, I don't hate the story. I don't think it's a bad story. But I think it was told a little confusing, if that makes sense
1: yeah totally and i honestly think it's just the pacing because there's so much that is going on all the time Mm -hmm. that you're like okay this guy just popped up now he's dead which i thought was like finally like some crazy thing happened and i'm like interested again because i was Mm -hmm. getting kind of like and i was kind of wishy-washy especially coming off of that garth ennis uh issue or (laughs) that comic so like when i was reading that i was like oh finally like a pickaxe to the head like this Mm -hmm. is creep show give me some like good good horror stuff you know yeah uh but then he gets a little crazy. Like you said, I was confused too about the person. I thought it was just some random person in the car until I saw mm. that. It said, Mrs. Kent. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, he says, don't touch me again. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> um, but I will agree with, you. and then he goes to his mother's grave and then we can yep. just, uh, spoil it here. Guess was about mother's grave? A hand reaches up. His mother has been taken over by the Trilobites, and yep. she does the, the classic alien, uh, Thing coming out of the mouth and shoots right through the back of his head and I was like yeah cool yep. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like more of that please it only happened like two times so that we had got some like crazy thing going on and you don't have to but I would like it you know <laughs> I would like some stuff like that um but yeah. I'll actually I'll go to your point before I like the story I thought the mm-hmm. story was really good I like this guy who's going crazy and he has these theories to prove and he's trying to find the guy who has the theories so he could talk to him about it but that guy is crazy and he's (laughs) like okay this guy's really crazy i thought i was crazy and then you know he tries to get to his mom because he loves his mom dearly Mm -hmm. and he doesn't want her being taken over i also like the thing where they were like it's actually a really smart story too when they were saying oh there is no fossil record of these trailer bites because they don't die yeah they're Mm -hmm. always there they've been around for eons since the beginning of time and they don't die and that's they are like the apex predator because they just continually um, grow and they mate and they feed off of people because they're feeding off of the dead, right? I think I think yep. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was like, good. but that me being confused right now. I'm like, I think I don't know. <laughs> the, the pacing is so it's so fast and there's so much going on that I'm like, man, I wish you guys would have just told the story. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't because it, it's linear. It's definitely going. Mm-hmm. Not going backwards in any way, but I was just so confused about like the purpose of <laughs> you know I just but I did like the actual story itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you know I I completely agree with you on that. I think that it was really cool story, well thought out, and 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 everything the pacing. Yeah, I 100 I back you on that. It suffers from that. I think this would have been a cool three part mini or something. Of, you know, like whole th- through through like three full issues that would have really worked for it I think there's a lot of ideas packed in here and we had to go through you know developing that relationship with him and his mother and that took a lot of, of the time out of the book and then we had to deal with the other professor and that took a lot of time from the story so we weren't able to get into really August and then these trilobites and, and that's the point of the story uh right. we weren't able to learn enough about that to tell the story but but I mean I I like i said coming off of you know we're, we're pretty fresh off of uh, the last of us airing you know that first season of the last of us um of course it's got some vibes you know kind of similar um and i think that's cool like i it tells a different story but it's still you know still i don't know is maybe influenced by that or or, or whatever but um yeah, I just really would have liked to see this stretched out a little more. I don't think it works in this context that great. I also, I have a question for you. How do you think of, of the layout of this book? Like, do you think that it suffers being after that uh, Garth in story? Do you think that this should have been up front and then we got done with the story and then flipped to the back and then that story would have been there? What would have been a better scenario?
1: I, that's a really good question. I didn't really think about that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if that matters to me. I think okay. if this was in the beginning, I'd have been like, okay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: now on to Garth Ennis. But yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and then it, it didn't matter because I read Garth Ennis first, and I was like, heck yeah, Garth Ennis is done. Let me read this other one. You know, yep. like. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Garth Ennis totally shows that you can do this in this format. Tell yes. a pretty mm-hmm. long story because this happens to this guy it seems like over days yeah right with a baby thing i'm going back Mm -hmm. to the first comic and then tells and then gives us the entire story of what happened to his daughter in like four panels yeah exactly so like it's like okay well that's totally possible you didn't he's not confusing it Mm -hmm. like at all like it's just told linear and then it ends and it's great this was like so jam-packed with stuff that i was like there's this, there's this old guy and then there's this lady who's this lady who's where's <laughs> like his mom his mom said oh but the bites right but what it's like but why does he mm-hmm. care that his mother's being eaten brother i think there's just like a couple of like confusing things that like if they just fleshed it out and made it less fast-paced i would have been uh i would have been a lot happier with it especially since we know that it can be done you know
0: yeah, I think that it. I, I agree with you. It suffers from that. I think that once you have this idea and and you lay out your comic or whatever, um, and and it's going to be part of an anthology and it's going to share a a single issue with a with another book, like you got to probably strip it back a little bit. And I think that that really wasn't done here um
1: act like i'm dumb you know what i mean yeah, yeah <laughs> like absolutely don't yeah, yeah. don't make me think i'm dumb but mm-hmm. act like i know nothing
0: yeah please mm-hmm.
1: because i yeah. don't <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> tell me names give me specific names like make it very apparent who these people's names are so i know what's going on and i know why things are happening and to who at mm-hmm, some point mm-hmm. especially i did i don't think it helped that that when that lady died that she was all gray because she looked yeah. completely different yep like uh when he first met her she had glasses gray hair uh an african-american lady i believe wait a second now that i'm looking back at it who's this other lady <laughs> i'm looking at the comic right now and there's another lady that's okay, like,
0: yeah. I mean, there's just you know what I'm talking about throughout this. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I didn't yes, even the, realize the one, there was a second lady there. Okay. Yeah. I think that that one works at the uh the genealogy hall, geol, where, wherever they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, just okay. again, there's no separation of anything so... here. It just all <laughs> yeah. bleeds into I one s- another. So
1: I think that's another we we could talk about that. Don't do this mm. as comic book creators. Don't <laughs> put two panels at the top of a page. Yeah. That are not a part of the next panel in the same area that yeah. confused use the crap out of me. Cause yeah, when you, when you see the box where it says, take care you don't follow him, mm-hmm. that should have been the first panel of that page.
0: I agree. Cause yeah. that
1: confused me. I literally got confused and I just figured it out right now. And I've read this twice. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's
0: It's like, it's, it's, it needs to be stretched and jam packed. And I get that there, uh, you know, the space is very valuable here and there's two stories in one, but <laughs> you, I mean, if that's what you're given, you, you got to make it work. And, and yeah, I, I like the story. Just like, just like you said, like we, like we agreed on, like, I like this story. It's this a cool story to tell. It gives yeah. me uh, those cool, like kind of last of us vibes and everything. And it's, it's, it's cool, but yeah.
1: And I love the art. I can't can't even be mad at the art. It's like Mike Mignola. It's like Hellboy. It's like, I love that type of art where it's just like Mm -hmm. flat, you know? It just seems kind of flat. And like, they use very thick um, black shadowing where it's just one Mm -hmm. color. There's no like, um, there's no in between between the light and the dark. There's no like blurring of that. So, and I love, I love the art. So it's like just one of those things where if the pacing was done right, if the layout of the panels was done right, this could have been, this could have been a two for two comic book scenario, but right now I'm leaning more towards like, uh, I can't, I don't know. I was so confused, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I think that I, i like it enough to say that, uh, I, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it's a very complex, uh, answer here, I guess. Um, I, I like it enough to say, I think that it's worth a read and I think that people should check it out. But you should probably know going in, there's going to be a lot of pacing issues. You're going to be confused. You're probably going to need to read it twice. Um, I'm up for that kind of thing. You know, it seems like you are too, but uh, some people might not be. Um, Some people, you know, look, I pick up a stack of like, you know, 35 comics at least every week, uh, you know, that I try to get through. And and sometimes I don't want to go back and, and read something a second time because I'm like, I have, you know, 30. 30 other comics that I need to read today uh, or, you know, between the next couple of days or whatever. The backlog Um, is real. Yeah. For For any comic book lover out
1: there that we understand the backlog issue. All right. I got like six omnibuses that I've (laughs) not, that I'm still like trying to get through and I'm reading like two of them at the same time. So yeah, one of those things.
0: Yeah. See, and, and, you know, some people are up against that, you know, some, sometimes you don't have time to sit down for a second read or a third read or whatever. And, and, uh, yeah, I I would say check this out. Um, just know that going in, but if nothing else, you know, if you're not going to get anything else out of this, uh, pick it up and just read that first story. <laughs> you know, if you don't have time to move on to the second one, then don't. But um, the first one is absolutely worth the price of admission. This is a what a three ninety nine er. Yeah, so yeah, four dollars for for that first that first Garth Ennis and Becky Cloonan story. Hands yeah. down, worth it. Yeah, yeah, I, that first one is so okay. It. Yeah, I can't it's, say enough really good
1: things good. about that first one, though. It was just so good. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's very cool, and it it does you know what you want out of a Garth Ennis book. Um, you want it to to be uncomfortable. You want it to you know push those boundaries and and be gross and and everything else. And it is it, it does all of that. So, yep, very very cool uh, Garth Ennis story there. But I, I guess that you know. um I don't know if we answered the 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 question of the podcast or whatever the thesis here. Um, do we suggest that people go on and, and read issue number two based on this? Kind of a hard, hard sell. It's an anthology. So just because this was good doesn't mean issue number two is gonna be good. Uh just because we like the first story doesn't mean we're gonna suggesting you read the second story. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of up in the air about it. Uh I, I will continue reading Creep Show. I think that it's a cool concept to get some of these all-star creators in there and see what they do with like a horror anthology thing. Um, But there's going to be hits and there's going to be misses, I guess.
1: And my answer is, yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> eh, sure. Well, yeah. Check it out. You know, yeah, it, it, it's funny either way. But... Give
1: it a good, give it a little look-see. I don't know. I don't know who's the next. It all depends because it's a different art author, different, mm-hmm. different artists, different ink, different everything. So Yep. It's one of those things where it's like eh, it's a creep show check it out
0: you know yeah I, yeah sure <laughs> i
1: i enjoyed this enough to be like yeah I'll, ch- I'll check out the next one because if anything i get good art and but yeah uh, sure if, i mean 90 percent of the reason why i love comic books so much is because i like the art if the art mm-hmm. is not good i don't care honestly i yeah. i'm very vehemently like if the art's not good i will not continue reading it i'm sorry mm-hmm. like especially i hate when there's like issues i know i'm going on a tangent i hate when there's yeah, issues and it's a guest artist and it's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah and it ruins like i'm in the middle of a trade or an omnibus. i'm like ah oh, they got a guest artist on this issue it's like ruining the story for me even though even if the story's good yep it's like very hit or miss but at least you get good art out of this and you know 399 why not
0: yeah yeah no there's there's definitely some good art in here they they really did a good job with that uh And and again, like, like I said, from the beginning, they're, they're kind of switching it up. Um, Becky Clunan, she, she does illustrate, you know, that's, that's definitely something she does. Uh, people think of her like a, you know, more of a writer, uh, Phil Hester. Also, he's, he's more of an artist. Um, he did pencil this, but, uh, he also wrote the story. So I don't know, just, just kind of different, different stuff. They're doing the creative teams here. Maybe that was the sell on the book. Like, Hey, come in and do something different, you know? Uh, which is cool um i'm all for it but but yeah if you're I, I think you know um as long as you're not easily offended uh by different perspectives and i mean I, I hate to say it you know i don't like to get political on here but if you're not like a raging conservative then um then yeah you will love this first story um if, if you're like that then you know probably stay away but you're what, whatever. I, I'll leave that at the door, but
1: um... how many, how many raging conservatives do you think are picking up a book by Garth Ennis though? I don't know.
0: <laughs> they Very do not Punisher question. logo, yeah. so I don't know. Be, Maybe, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah. So you never know. I mean, just on that alone, it could happen, but, um, could but yeah. Be. Yeah. Either way, I'll, I'll shut up.
1: We're not that. here to judge.
0: No, no. do We're your not thing. here to but, judge um, at all. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, second story again, like I, I, I can't help it. And I hate comparing things, but I just, I get such a last of us vibe out of it so if you really like that kind of thing like maybe you'll like that too uh but yeah uh, i I think this was a cool comic either way so i'll leave it at that a cool comic to check out and 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 i'm looking forward to issue number two and to to circle all the way back around um i you know on these bonus episodes i will be talking we will be discussing the call number three when that comes out because wow, I can't wait now. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe we'll make it a thing, you know, uh, maybe we'll just, uh, how did you enjoy a creep show number two or whatever, uh, two, we'll, we'll see if we go down that rabbit hole or not. But, um, but yeah, uh, that's our, that's our thoughts on creep show volume two, number one here. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. (laughs) You got anything else to say about it, Nick?
1: No, thanks for having me. Uh, great talk. i so happy we chose the garth ennis one i'm gonna oh, say we're four for four yeah just to keep no, I, it going. I, I, agree. I think we're four Look, for four.
0: I, I recommend it you recommend it so yeah, yeah. it was why good. not yeah why the hell not just
1: because uh, i i just love garth ennis so much and i yeah i if i could ever talk to garth ennis, i just want to tell him that he's disgusting and i love it <laughs>
0: hey we <laughs> will get garth ennis on the show don't you worry um i'll have you on that episode uh, cool all right well we'll wrap this thing up thank you guys so much for tuning in to the all new all different number comics podcast of course i won't go over the long spiel of uh where we are on social media but you know where we are and you know all you have to do is use the hashtag all new all different nation to win yourself a copy of creep show number one and i got this cover uh i don't know which cover you went with but i loved this one so
1: so that's fine yeah uh, i like that
0: yeah so that's the one that we'll be giving away in the giveaway uh postage paid bagged and boarded all of that but I wanna see some hashtags out there cause I don't wanna give away this Garth Ennis and Becky Plumon amazingness for nothing. So I, I'm not even doing the giveaway this time unless I see at least 15 separate hashtags. So all new, all different nation, you guys know what to do. Thank you so much. Nick, it's been freaking awesome. Thank you for coming on, talking about this book with me and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>